welcome to Making Small Business Work. This episode features U2Can Coaching, a gym and personal training business where owner, Will Stavuka, is a young entrepreneur who is emerging from the first 18 months of startup. He provides a raw perspective of the initial stages of business in an industry where the marketplace is quite flooded. He discusses the synergy between his training and business philosophy, how he differentiates himself from competitors, and just generally reflects on his business journey today. Tell me about Will before you two can coaching started. Sure. I joined the Navy out of school, did 18 months in the Navy where I definitely fell in love with physical development and, and training. Trained really hard sort of through that phase. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the experience of progressing and yeah, putting in the effort and then seeing the results and, and seeing the progress that comes with it. And also just the experience of training with mates and, and being a part of a, a, a culture that's you know working hard and, and working towards something positive. Mm-hmm. And then leaving the Navy, I became a personal trainer, did my personal training uh, education and then started working at a commercial gym from there. Awesome. Do you think your mentality towards fitness and healthy lifestyle, it's always been there or has it grown as you've matured? No, it's definitely been an evolution. As I said, I, I fell in love with training in the Navy. There was, a, there was a lot of physical development through that time of my life and I fell in love with working hard in the gym and, and running and training with other guys. and post that for a couple of years I was eating a standard Australian diet and, and living a standard you know Australian lifestyle for, for a young guy and other than me enjoying being active and loving training that was sort of as, as far as it went I, I didn't pay too much consideration to my health or long-term wellness and vitality as a consequence I was getting run down a lot getting colds and flus a lot I, I was tired and just living you know subpar of how, how we should and how we can. I was managing a, a condition which, yeah, was sort of leading to all that, all that stuff I just alluded to, but in, in 2014, I was, I was hospitalized for two weeks. That condition I was, I was living with came to a head and yeah, I was in hospital for two weeks. I, I lost 12 kilos over that two week period. I was just sort of, yeah, just fading away. Couldn't work for a couple of months. I couldn't train for six months and it highlighted the importance of health and, and, and not being healthy and, and not, not being well. So since that time, it's been a really you know, exciting and, and powerful evolution into me researching and educating myself and experimenting with things and doing really whatever I could to rebuild my body and you know, eat and, and live in a way which was gonna support vitality and um, me feeling well and me being able to being able to work and being able to express the, the things we've spoken about and set a good example of, of health and, and wellness and fitness and yeah as a result of that I've learned you know a, a huge amount and been able to pass that on to our community and live that example and yeah so it's definitely something I, I value hugely now and it's come from being at a time where yeah, it wasn't right yeah I mean I, I can understand that I also lived a very 
typical Australian young person's life and then I got multiple sclerosis so that took a massive toll on my health and you know I so much value my daily workout and eating well and it's kind of amazing what a difference it makes when I can notice if I haven't got my nutrition right or I haven't done the workout that day or the more you do the more you want to do it's it is a bit addictive Mm. I think in society we're set up to think what can we get away with what's the least healthy we can be and still get away with it and I I think there needs to be a a severe shift in that paradigm and we need to start thinking what's the best we can feel you know what's the what's the most well we can be mentally and and physically and yeah that's been the journey that that I've been on over the the last few years Mm, yeah I like that I really like that process you went through there with you know people looking for you know the fat pill that's going to make you be skinny or not make you still eat your Big Macs. So, yeah, it's interesting. Picking small business work. What has been the evolution of Toucan Training? Like, where did you start and where are you at now? Mm-hmm. Like most personal trainers, I started in a, in a commercial gym. It's, it's an opportunity to, to develop as a coach develop in how you relate to people and how you connect with people in order to to get the most out of them and to even just to work with them initially a lot of people see a personal trainer but if they don't connect with them they're not going to stay with them and if they're not going to stay with them then they're ultimately not going to get the the results that they came there for in the first place so an opportunity to expose yourself to a really wide range of people in that commercial gym environment is hugely valuable so i worked at yeah, commercial gym when I finished my uh, education and then it came time that I wanted to progress to the next stage and I started U2 Can Coaching. I was still working in, a, in the commercial gym but I also started some outdoor training which gave me an opportunity to develop my own brand outside of the, the commercial gym and yeah get some exposure to yeah being out of, out of my own and, and starting the business. And then it was always the intention to, to build that up to this stage where I could then move into a, a premises of, of our own. And that happened about a year and a half ago. So it's your business strategy or mindset. You know, I'm keen to see how you're trying to make yourself different for every every other gym or, you know, guy down at the park. It fascinates me that there are so many PTs, but there are still so many more wanting to do it. And then every gym you go into is different. It's amazing. Yeah, I- I think everyone's been exposed to different training philosophies and training systems, whether you're coming from a sporting background or bodybuilding background or a CrossFit background or, you know, whatever it is, everyone's going to have their different philosophies and and training systems. Mm -hmm. I've invested a lot over the last few years in educating myself and, and our staff and making sure that we're, you know, across all the latest systems and training methodologies and mm-hmm. we have a really good foundation of, of, of knowledge across training and nutrition and regeneration and, and mindset. I think it's been an evolution over time in how to express that system best in terms of enabling people to, to train at a higher frequency, so getting the price point right with that, in terms of a system which is engaging and, and makes people want to train for a long period of time because if they plateau after three months or they feel like they've got everything they can get out of in three months they're, they're not going to continue in terms of the training system as well like we're not training 
robots so even if you think there's a way of doing things which might get the best performance gain if people aren't engaged with it and people aren't enjoying it there's there's no point because they're not going to they're not going to continue and they're, they're not going to get the benefit out of it. so having that balance between what's going to be the most effective system and what's going to be the most enjoyable experience and what's going to forge community and, and what's going to make people learning new skills and, and feeling engaged with that and what's going to get people the, the best results and get people what they came here for. Yeah, it's definitely been an evolution and I'm really confident with the system we have and, and the way we deliver them. Yeah, it's clear that you value education, which I think is important for continual improvement. And it's good that you focus that for the staff as well. It's not just about you getting upskilled, it's about them getting upskilled because they are your best asset, I guess. And a lot of people are scared to invest too much money or time into their staff because, I don't know, they're worried they're going to run off or go on to bigger and better things. But I think one key role of small business owners actually to try and make themselves redundant so they can help the business more, work more on the business. If you've got people working in the business doing a really good job, then you can work on the business and get bigger and better and Money. Hmm. You've explained a little bit about what interests you in PT, but it's such a competitive market. I guess, how do you try and separate yourself from everyone else that's doing park fitness sessions? I think that the role of, of personal trainers or um, coaches in society is, is so valuable and so important because it's rare that you can see someone and work with them, you know, multiple times through the week. You, you might see a GP once a a quarter or six months or you might see a physio once a month or, or, or fortnight even but we have the opportunity to work with people on a daily basis and that's really an opportunity to make considerable change and, and impact on their on their lifestyle and on their health and, and performance and, and wellness so it is a competitive market but I think I think it's it's a critical role role in society and so I think the, the as the standard goes up of personal training based on the competitive nature of the market, it will only be positive for yeah, the important role that we play. Making small business work. What was your growth strategy in your startup phase? We've been really fortunate that we've been able to grow from word of mouth and, yeah. and referrals within our community. Yeah. There's a lot to be said for for marketing and for that space but I think if you're delivering a a really good service for your members or clients and they're getting the results that that they came here for and they're having a really good experience then that speaks for itself and it can grow from that I think to to scale further there definitely needs to be the the marketing piece but yeah we've been really fortunate to to grow from that referral base yeah and referral base might also bring a more committed client base rather than just someone driving by definitely also that people are coming to train with their friends so Mm. there's a lot more likelihood of of retention and Mm. and someone being a, a member for a longer period of time when you know they're coming and they're meeting up with their friends and it's becoming a real social part of their day and part of their week rather than just seeing it as a chore to go to go to the gym and stick headphones in and run on a treadmill. Yeah, you're building a bit of a community. Yeah, at, at the moment, I'm just really strongly passionate about making the experience for all our current members and, and future members as amazing as possible. We, we're a relatively small space and we've recently expanded our space so we're about half this size and then late last year we expanded that gave us an opportunity to do a lot more within our sessions and without within our community so i'm definitely 
always looking at progressing what we're doing, but without getting distracted by, you know, new ideas and new opportunities. I, I think it's really important to focus on your, your core business or, or your bread and butter and make sure that that's exceptional before thinking too far ahead. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely at, the, at this stage, the, the energy is into our current system. Yeah. Making small business work. What do you reckon the most enjoyable thing about being a small business owner is? One of, the, one of the most enjoyable things would be being able to deliver a service that you're really proud of and, and really passionate about and running something just as you, you believe it, it should be done and to the standard that you think it should be done and not being bound by any bureaucracy or, or any sort of guidelines that you have to run and, and that's definitely what I experienced at the commercial gym and yet we're fortunate to, to be able to have that freedom now. Mm. Being a small business owner, has it kind of lived up to your expectations? De- definitely. I, th- I think um, particularly with, with personal training education, you, you go to do your Cert 3 and 4 in fitness or diploma or even exercise science at uni and you definitely don't learn you know, how to run a business and I think that's a really sad part of the industry and I'm, I'm sure many industries where someone might be a great coach or a great PT but because they don't have that either business experience or, or interest in the business side and their business suffers and they can't express their you know their coaching ability or desire to help people that's definitely something that sort of went beyond expectation in, in terms of the, the importance that that side of the business plays mm-hmm. um, and that's been a really steep learning curve that's happened on the go but in terms of being able to do things how I want to and having that freedom it's definitely lived up to what I wanted yeah it's a thing I hear most commonly from small business owners is they're great at working in their business but not great at working on their business so how have you kind of addressed that have you sought coaching or mentoring for someone or yeah I have done various coaching or courses over the last couple of years more geared towards the business side rather than um, the physical development side I think there's also a piece there of just understanding the importance and, and realizing that if I want to be able to keep doing what I love and if I want to have the impact that I'm so strongly passionate about having, then I need to take care of that piece. I'm a, a sole business owner of, of Q2Can Coaching and I think there's definitely something to be said for either having a partner in your business with like complementary strengths, maybe that's more there side of the business and, and you're more the in the business side or understanding that it's a weakness and, and making sure that you're educating yourself and, and being able to do it and, and dedicating the time to doing it or whether it's outsourcing things altogether. I think as long as you understand the, the gravity and, and the importance and then address it in, in one of those three ways. Has staffing played a part in that? Yeah, so our, we have a head coach, Steve, who, who runs about 60% of the classes at the moment. Mm-hmm. And that enables me to do that uh, on the business side of things. Yeah, that's cool. What would you say the most challenging part of this whole process has been for you, the journey? I think the challenge is exposure or, you know, me not coming from a marketing background. There have been times where I've felt like we're delivering an amazing experience here and you wish you could reach more people and have have more people sharing that experience within your community but you feel that people either aren't being exposed to what we're doing or you know they're working somewhere else and and not having as good an experience or you're competing with you know bigger companies and companies with big marketing budgets and big reputations and things like that so I think a challenge has been 
trying to get that exposure and for, for people to experience what we do. But yeah, as I said, I think focusing on doing a really good job is, is the first part of that. Yeah, so just trying to get your head above the rest of the noise and getting your client Yeah, without base. being too distracted by it either. Picking small business work. And I think in the fitness industry, nothing is more important than practicing what you preach. Yeah, I, th- I think it's hugely important and, and something that's missed widely a- across the industry. I place huge value in my own performance standards and our, our team. I don't think it's solely about the numbers or but the attitude that goes into it and the, the level of progression and, and the level of energy and excitement around it. I know when, when I'm excited about my training going well and my, my training improving, that shines through in the community. And if, if I wasn't excited about training, then that would come through as, as well. Everything we do in our coaching system or, or the way we train is how I train and how I look after myself because I do it for myself because I believe it's the, the best way to live. And I, I wanna share that with everyone. And I think it's really important for us to set an example, but yeah, add some add some weight and authority to the message we're, we're trying to share. And people are people are excited by the extremes. They're inspired by the extremes. But so I think that's important to to be at a high standard. But they're also inspired by people like them doing their best and just trying to live a better life and, and improve their quality of life. At, yeah, at, at the same time. Yeah, obviously social media plays a big part in businesses these days. What are you doing to try and harness the power that you can get? Yeah, I think that the two key ways we use social media is to share and, and celebrate members' experiences here and, and success stories mm-hmm. and just shine a light on the amazing things that are, that are going on mm-hmm. and then also using it as an opportunity to educate educate society and, and people in our community um, around us on yeah things that they, they need support with, whether it's around nutrition or training or mindset stuff or regeneration or whatever it is. So. Yeah, I believe social media is a really powerful tool for small businesses. I would just caution that if you're, say, a service-based business like myself, mm-hmm. having you know spending all this time trying to reach people in the states to get mm-hmm. their followership or, or mm-hmm. whatever might not be as valuable a use of my time as nurturing our current members and the people in our local community. So I think it's a really valuable tool, but definitely not something to be all-consuming. Yeah. What advice do you have for someone, not just in your industry, but starting a business in general? What would you say to them? I think one of the biggest things for small business is knowing what your core business is and not getting distracted from that. I think it's it's really easy. The you know the entrepreneurial mind has big ideas and gets excited about new ideas and going in different directions. And I think that's important, and, and it's important to have those those big risks and big wins but if over time your core business is suffering or not progressing I think that's a a major disruption to the success and even survival of a small business so I think making sure that you're always nurturing your core service or core business or product or what you're delivering and making sure that you're going after new ideas and and new opportunities but not at the cost of what you're currently doing. Most of the things that you've talked about is making people a better person, the shift of you know, society and wanting them to 
to strive for the best health rather than just what's the minimal I can do. Have you ever much thought to the legacy you want either yourself or you, Big Man Protein, to leave? I'm fortunate to work with really motivated people every day who are committed to improving their quality of life. And the goal isn't to go to the Olympics or the goal isn't to, you know, compete at a high level physically. The goal is to be energised for their day. The goal is to be able to play with their kids and have energy and be able to run around. The goal is to, you know, have high levels of mobility and function into their 70s and 80s and to set a good example for their kids and to be able to you know, enjoy their social sport more. So it's a really rewarding thing to be a part of in that in that process and being able to being able to help people towards those goals, which I think, as I, as I said at the start, is such a really critical role um, in society. So I think legacy is being able to deliver that for for people and being able to support them in the best way possible on that journey. Yeah, I think that's a very noble legacy. Okay, and then finally, I allow everyone to. Have a little shameless plug. Sure. We're um, U2K Coaching. We're a fitness facility in Red Hill in Brisbane. We help people achieve optimum health, fitness, uh, wellness, and achieve their body composition goals as well through physical development and supporting them with lifestyle change and optimization. If you'd like to get in, in, in touch, our website is www.u2cancoaching.com. It's Y-O-U. Two can like the verb and then coaching.com and we're on Facebook and Instagram, you two can coaching. Cool. And I'll put them in the description of the podcast as well. Perfect. Thanks, Will. That was a very raw depiction of the initial stages of getting into business. If you would like to provide feedback or be featured in an episode, please reach out through social media or email alex at productivitypeople.com.au. Making small business work.